Welcome to another episode of our Tech Experience Solutions Podcast brought to you by Connection. I'm James Hilliard, joined by Rhett Livengood, the Director of Digital Business Enabling at Intel, and our very own Tim Burns, Vice President of Product Management and Workplace Transformation at Connection, hitting you right out the gate with a stat. This comes from a Forrester Research Report, 77% of full-time employees said that PC devices are a critical factor in their ability to do their work. In today's climate of hybrid remote environments, what happens when companies equip their users with the right devices and what can be lost if you don't? That's one of the things we'll be exploring on today's podcast. Okay, folks, we are going to talk today about today, but first we're going to get back to yesteryear. And Tim, I want to begin uh, start of COVID employees heading to their home offices in droves. You saw it happening. Product management, that's your view. That's your filter. How did you feel? Initially, I got to tell you, it was it was panic. Were there enough devices to supply the world with the technology it needed to, to go remote or hybrid? It really was. Uh, it was a time that was very interesting. We were combining extreme demand with supply chain, supply chain challenges, and, uh, and it was definitely difficult. Rhett, what about you? What was your feeling when you started seeing that this was unraveling? We're going to need a lot of gear. And I mean, like a lot of gear out there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. At uh, at Intel, we had already deployed about 90% of our employees with um, with notebooks, which was good. But the big thing was, even though we had the, the hardware initially, um, we had a lot of our applications still on the old uh, virtual private network or VPN. So over a two-day weekend, um, as the pandemic uh, started breaking out, we had to double the number of VPN sites and then very, very quickly re-architect the key applications so they were in the cloud because it just, you couldn't get enough VPNs. And for all those employees, things just were going to, you know, grind to a halt. So it was very, very difficult um, to, you know, work from home like you work from the office. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get there because we'll bring from where we were, what we were feeling, what we've gone through to where we are now and more so for the folks listening today, a little more of that planning of how are we resetting and looking forward to, you know, the next several months, years and, and dealing with some of the, again, the challenges that we still have and, and some of those unforeseen. All right, Tim, walk me back through. Okay, a little panic you say early on, but then you say, okay, this is kind of working it's kind of churning out there but then what was the second stage what was the next concern after you're like okay maybe we'll get the gear out to people but what's that next concern you had yeah that's a great question so the next uh, step in the evolution was okay so people have devices but they may not have the right devices and so we were really focused on you know making sure that we had capabilities and we had offerings that you know, would keep employees productive from wherever they were, were or clinicians or students. And we certainly wanted to make sure they were secure. And then we also wanted to make sure they had a really good user experience. So, you know, we worked with Intel on a lot of different solutions. I'll let Rhett, you know, discuss those in further detail. But yeah, that was our concern. Okay, so you have a device, but do you have the right device? Rhett, Tim said the S word. He said secure. 
And that was something that everyone was worried about was like, we're pulling out some old machines from old closets and where are they going? What are they? What networks are they on? Because we're probably sure those aren't secure. What was the security mindset that you and team were, uh, again, experiencing kind of phase two? Yeah. And, you know, it it was, as as Tim said, definitely a, you know, a panic situation. So a lot of the security... Um, you know, when you think about back in early 2020, a lot of it was software-based security. It was individual software, you know, packages or titles, if you will. And people would put, you know, more security was better. People had tons of security they would put on sometimes whatever PC they could find, not necessarily built for business. And it completely slowed down these PCs to where they were crawling. So we very quickly had to, you know look at the security of your computing device at home and figure out is there some ways we could um, add some security to the hardware layer you know get that out of the main processing unit cut down the number of security um, you know pieces of software you have on there and really get get users back to you know working on a on a decent business pc so a lot of i would say re-architecting of the security applications especially you know a lot of us are on zoom or teams or um, cisco webex and you know a lot of these collaboration pieces of software security was a new it was a it was a new idea there in early 2020 for them those platforms were rolling out newer versions than you could count uh, in terms of updates and all that moving through. Okay, look, we want to, you know, kind of shock everybody, go back and relive the horrors of the beginning of that time frame. But now let's talk a little bit more about what did we learn there. And so I want to get that from you guys. And I think that's going to then set the stage for, okay, now what are we doing? How do we reset our thinking about what we have? How do we make sure that the right technology is there planning for that, all, all that type of stuff? But lessons learned. So, Tim, let's go, you know, maybe take us to the end of, you know, 21-ish or so. And you had an, uh, an opportunity to see what customers went through, what connection itself went through, what Intel itself went through, because we were all in that same boat. And, and, and you were looking back and say, okay, there were some challenges, but we did some good things. We learned some things. This is going to propel us into the future. What did we learn? What did you learn? So what we learned were really two real major pieces. Number one is collaboration is the most important thing that employees or students or clinicians need to be productive. Um, so we really focused on solving collaboration issues. And the second thing was, you know, onboarding. When you receive a device, how easy is it for a, a client to get up and running? Those were the two things that really we that really stood out. Um, and so we had to come up with a program that solved those things. How can somebody be their best digital self, no matter where they're using technology? That's collaboration. And the second thing is, how easy is it for them to get up and running when they receive a device? And, and that's not going to go away. I mean, that truly, the two things that you're you're talking about there, I think are, are bottom line table stakes now and had a recent customer event that I was at and gentlemen in the audience, we were talking about getting some gear. Here's the, the short synopsis of the story. It, uh, we had some IT professionals that were like, yeah, we're having a challenge with our HR teams because HR comes and says, oh yeah, on a Tuesday, by the way, next week, 
14 new employees coming on need to have machines for them. Now, obviously, we've got some supply chain issues still working through. But regardless of that, um, you got to make sure it's the right machines for the right employees. What is this group? What is this team? And one of the gentlemen in the audience raised his hand and said, when I laid out to a potential employee what tech we were going to give them, I didn't even get the courtesy of a goodbye. He got a hang up, like an incredulous, just like, (laughs) no, done, right? So table stakes, absolutely. My opinion, Tim, table stakes? Of course. You know, so you you think about an employee or again, a student or a clinician or anybody using technology, what do they they want? What do they need? So, um, you know, your wherever workspace was really a, a program that we created to make sure not only do they have the right device with the right accessories, software and services, but when they receive it, they need to be productive out of the box. So, yes, it is table stakes, but it's certainly a bit more complicated when you look at the overall solution. And we think we've done something to solve that and help our, our customers. And we will talk a little bit more about that productivity, Rhett, but go back and, and take me to a couple lessons learned either from you, your team, Intel as a whole, right? Lessons learned that now we can use as a springboard for growth moving forward. Yeah, I think, you know, as we as we teamed with Connection, we worked a lot um, on that, you know, out-of-the-box initial experience that Tim was talking about, and we really worked closely with the TIDC to look at the different hardware and applications and how they work together. And right away, we saw that there was a lot of the hardware security hooks, for instance, um, that we could hook into things like uh, Microsoft Windows and CrowdStrike and some of the other Microsoft uh, Defender, some of the other major security and OS types of things, as well as, you know, looking at uh, things like Zoom and Teams, et cetera, the different security experiences, because as Tim mentioned, collaboration was one of the key, you know, uh, uh, if you will, killer killer apps of the uh, pandemic. So I think looking on how that gets built, and you can build that very quickly, and, um, you know, with the building, uh, with, with the pieces, whether it's software or hardware that you have, um, really was able to get those business solutions out quickly um, to employees during during the pandemic. And, you know, a lot of that was time to market, but a lot of it was making sure things were integrated as much as we could with the different, uh, with the different vendors and piece parts. Um, so um, Connection could really get that solution out and, and get that good experience out of the box. One of my uh, roles as the host of these Tech Experience Solutions podcast is to clarify acronyms. And the TIDC is our Connections Technology Integration Distribution Center. And major change, Tim, in how uh, Connection went out there to get things to folks. Because in the day, Company X would come to Connection, need 100 laptops, cool, we'd ship one big old crate to their office, and they would deal with a bunch of stuff. And obviously, we've been working and growing uh, our operations there where we could handle more of getting those devices ready to go, open the box. But now that TIDC is sending to 100 different locations, not one location, because no one was at one location. (laughs) Everyone had scattered home and everything. Major, major change in the way that we were getting tech into people's hands. Absolutely. And, you know, the world became distributed, whether it was a workforce, whether it was a student body, whether it was a a healthcare organization, 
it was distributed. And along, along with that, IT departments were distributed. So there was really a huge need for somebody to solve that for IT departments. You know, customizing a system, making sure it gets to an employee and it is ready to be uh, turned on and ready to go. So that was a huge value add. So really during the pandemic and then coming out in 21 and 22, you know, our TIDC really focused from pick, pack and ship to really adding value. I mean, they've always added value, but certainly the value to the customer increased significantly. And then they did some added services with, you know, turning on vPro with Intel that really helped customers with security and, and some other really beneficial type things. Want to get your your take on folks that you've talked to in, uh, you know, the customer base there, Tim. Um, okay, fine and, and dandy that we're going to get machines out to people really quickly. And okay, you know, we realize that we got to get the right machine. We'll talk a little bit more deeper about these personas and what is available. But but there are also a lot of people within our organizations that say, look, a laptop's a laptop. Give them a machine, let them work. I, I don't know if I, 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 I'm seeing the return here on the investment if there's these other things and all that. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, what, what the initial thoughts were and, and have people come to realization seeing, again, to my little anecdote of someone not taking a job because they weren't going to get the right technology. The reality is that the person that's saying that it's just a laptop, give it to somebody and turn it on is a person whose need is just a general laptop. But that doesn't explain the need for for what you need, James or Rhett needs or Tim needs. You know, when you look around, you're using technology. Everyone's setup is different. Everybody has, you know, an assortment of accessories that make them feel good about using technology and that keep them productive and certainly a suite of software and, and services and support that keep them secure. But really, it's so individualized. So what Connection has tried to do, and I know we'll get into it a little later, is provide a checklist for users to say, did you think about this? And amazingly, the number one thing that was not thought about at the beginning of the pandemic was audio, speakers. So it was taken for granted that people had speakers built in their notebooks. And then when they got home, they were like, wow, this really doesn't sound great. So one of our huge selling items at the beginning and throughout the pandemic was speakers. So those types of things are, are things that maybe you don't think about every day, but we think we've gone out and thought of it for you. I'm an audio guy. It's funny that you bring that up because... The last time, I, I mean, I have a really cool setup now, but the last time I really bought any speakers to go with a, a laptop or a desktop, yeah, I'm probably pushing back 10 years. I just kind of took for granted good enough. Um, and or if the audio was crummy, I knew I'd be getting on the phone to talk to Tim anywhere if I was a remote guy that was listening to a conference call. <laughs> Didn't hear anything. So then I'd call Tim later. Hey, Tim, what did you guys really talk about? Right. And and that was not going to be a way that we could collaborate and be productive moving forward. So I, I love that you brought that up. It was something that had even skipped past me on on that front, Rhett. Um, there were a lot of other aspects that people started realizing Again, when we put out those older machines, older tech that, okay, we got it done, but it's not enough. Yeah. In fact, to go along with the audio, so I, I agree with Tim, as the pandemic started, the majority of home 
Wi-Fi systems, which of course control your audio and your video, were let's let's call them uh, Wi-Fi five, and that's fine. You know, as long as you don't have too much metal or concrete in your house, you can get a main room, you know, an office, and maybe a few other rooms with with decent Wi-Fi. But when all of a sudden you now have your Wi-Fi home Wi-Fi is also your work Wi-Fi, you know, maybe you have multiple people sharing it. Now you're doing audio and video and you actually want to hear the person. So then we looked at Wi-Fi 6, which was great. That was still good for the multiple rooms, but how could you actually get Wi-Fi around your entire house, maybe even out in your backyard so you could actually move around rather than have to stay in this little 10 or 20 foot square. So we came out with Wi-Fi 6E or 6 Enhanced and that was able to really get the Wi-Fi to really cover your, your entire house and, and out into the, into the backyard. So that as well as we looked at a technology that prioritizes um, your Wi-Fi. So for instance, if Tim was taking a very important call, we would prioritize that over maybe one of his kids might have been watching a video or playing games at the same time. That would get deprioritized. So we started adding these into the different generations of the vPro platform. So again, that business platform and that persona, so important, but really looking at that experience where you're working literally from from anywhere and um, or even everywhere, and how can you make that experience just like it is uh, in the office? It's funny as we're talking about this here because, again, I used the word table stakes earlier, Tim, and, and this all just kind of makes a whole lot of sense to me. But I'm thinking back to, say, three or four years ago, and I can only imagine if someone was coming in saying all these things, Rhett, if you were to go to market and be in a conversation four or five years ago and say, well, your employees can go outside and work for a minute instead of being in... Well, that would not have landed on anyone's ears. They'd be like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. We want them at their desk. We want them working eight hours. But the world, Tim, it has changed. And so, and, and I think you guys are both doing a great, good job of helping me, everyone listening, see that, yeah, right, this is not just about user experience for user experience sake. It's about the user experience in today's modern workforce and our work spaces that if we don't address as a company, we will find ourselves left behind. Yeah, the reality is there, there's extreme data out there saying that, you know, technology equals a happy employee equals retention equals acquisition for talent. That's a huge thing today. But ultimately, you know, to be a productive employee, you need to be happy and you, ha- you need to have the things around you to be successful. So um, it isn't just about experience for experience sake. There's a lot at stake for for customers, for employers, for um, you know student administrations to ensure that their users have the right technology. And so you know what we kind of did, and you know I don't want to steal your thunder here, James, but what we did is we really did an exhaustive look at you know individual users. So who is using technology? Where they're using technology? Instead of calling it the workplace, we called it the workspace because, um, you know, people could be using technology anywhere in any use case. So we really studied uh, from our customers, from our partners to understand who's using technology where. And then from there, we kind of make some rec- recommendations to make sure that that the user has thought of everything and also the IT departments have. And it was called your wherever workspace. 
And it's it's persona based, right? And the idea you you mentioned it earlier that you know Rhett works differently than Tim than James, et cetera. And so let, let's get into a little bit of what the personas are because here's what the personas used to be, at least my experience: office worker, road warrior, executive. We had to put them in a separate space because sometimes they know tech, sometimes they don't. Uh, <laughs> but that was about it, right? I mean, and so but it's a whole lot more. It's now we we do have we're thinking about teachers we're thinking about uh government employee we're thinking about everybody and anybody out there but what are the personas that your team tim has really been looking at and, and trying to create technology bundles around to allow them to be the most productive they can be yeah so you know the obvious ones are the ones that you mentioned the, the hybrid worker remote worker um anything that's worker that's in the corporate environment but we we really took it a bit uh you know, further. And we looked at the education space as well. But then when we started digging into it, we realized that the education space was very broad. And so the needs of a K through six user were different than a seven through 12. And even as much as nine through 12. So a ninth grader in high school cared a lot about the aesthetics of the device. You know, so that was different than, let's say, a fifth grader who had a different need. So we really we dug into those. And again, we made recommendations based on on, you know, exhaustive research in there. But we also focused on healthcare, clinicians, retail, manufacturing, you know, big um, vertical markets that have extreme needs that might be different than the regular worker. So, again, workspace, persona based, user based. And then again, focusing on productivity, uh, security, and the overall experience. So what you see, what the outcome was, or what the, what the byproduct was a checklist. You know, if you are this user, we think based on our research and talking to you and everybody else that you need A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And so we give recommendations, but ultimately we're not saying that if you want to be, you know, a productive clinician, you need a, you know, you need a tablet. We're just saying this is a recommendation. It again, it's per, it's persona based and individualized. So we're, we're just kind of guiding them along that journey. Yeah. And in working with connection, if I can uh, jump in, you know, personas, you're right. They definitely expanded during the pandemic. So for instance, we took our general vpro platform which you could argue is for you know large medium business enterprise and we now have a small business version called vpro essentials and we've actually expanded to you know the education market uh, a vpro chrome version that's now out so people can use that but you're right we even took our microprocessor design and divided it into performance and energy cores, or we call them P cores and E cores, and we actually combine those for people's personas that use very high performance versus people that really want that battery life. And we switch off within the central processing unit, believe it or not, to match those personas that uh, that connections define. So we're able to now dial that in as we move out of the pandemic. And I think it definitely um, allows for a wider variety of personas to really dial that in because, you know, for us, the, the microprocessor runs a lot of the different applications and it's really through the applications, right, that those personas have their different needs. And we certainly, I'm sorry, James, we, we certainly... You know, we 
our recommendations were heavily, heavily focused on the Intel platform and their technology because of that flexibility with the users. So we found that a great, great benefit and partnering with them with them helped make uh, your rubber workspace really, really solid solutions. I want to talk a little bit about that kind of uh, you know, planning moving forward because we we jumped in the wayback machine for a little while we got to lessons learned we've talked about you know what teams are uh, and why it's important to be focusing on modern technology for their employees right the security aspect the productivity aspect and all that moving forward there are teams that a couple years ago just had to get stuff supply chain issues did come up and i know of locally some friends Unfortunately, they didn't go to the connection website. They didn't make some purchases there. They went down to the big box store because they just needed something like that day, literally that day, or they needed some cameras that day, webcams, right? They, so they went and they grabbed some stuff. But most things at box stores are consumer grade. And I don't think, and I'd even warn them like, okay, maybe in the, that moment you need it, but that can't be part of your process moving forward. You have to make sure, and especially I, I often go back to security with all the threats that continue to grow. So just give me your best, Tim, your thoughts there, because you understand why someone might need to go just grab something at a store that day. You get it, right? Shipping still takes a day or so to get something to you. Um, but there are some pitfalls there. Absolutely. So the user experience isn't just on the responsibility of the IT department. It's actually partly, you know, the user's, uh, you know, responsibility. So if you think about buying disparate technology hardware pieces or software pieces that maybe aren't supported by your IT department, there's there's a, a very high likelihood that at some point you're going to run into an issue and it's not going to be able to be supported. So that will ruin your experience. We all hate when we see something or plug something in that we're using and then all of a sudden it's not working and, and we're not being productive. We're spending time calling tech support line that, you know, because our help desk can't support it. So that's the first thing. But ultimately, when we look at it, you know, we think that connection can offer that very quick turnaround on these customized solutions that your IT department can support. So, yes, I understand if you need something, you have to go right away. But We've made it pretty simple and streamlined for them to um, to buy technology through connection and get it very, very quickly. And obviously, Rhett, you know, uh, the uh, OEMs that we work with on the laptop front, folks like Intel, the technology is great, consumer or business, but business has different needs. And there are some challenges if, if someone is using machines that are Intel-based, but are more uh, you know, consumer-based, that, that might not cut it for them in the workspace. Yeah. So I think, you know, two of the things looking forward, um, you know, as we expand the personas, um, part of what we talked about is, you know, how, how people work. Um, the things that you do on your PC and the things that you do on your phone um, we're looking more and more to be able to transfer those things between phone and PC, depending where you are and where you're traveling to during the day. And being able to have those business applications, maybe even continuing on with, you know, um, collaboration calls or things that you're doing and be able to have those seamlessly go between those two devices is, is definitely uh, something you'll see coming out. 
uh, here in uh, in the next year or so. And the other thing is really looking at those personas and what they do on a daily basis and adding some of the consumer uh, work in artificial intelligence. And really, artificial intelligence for business is really looking at what a business persona does and seeing what it's done over and over again and then kind of replicating that and, and, and having that be a, a value added. So I think the, the AI in the business PCs and how we do that in the next few years I think is going to be very important and very useful uh, for the business worker as we you know continue this remote and hybrid work model. Well, you launched me right there into one of the last things I want to cover here is the what's next. Uh, are you, Tim, and your team constantly reviewing the personas? Can we expect different personas, evolutions of personas coming through? Uh, are you listening to, is there anything that you've heard recently from the customer base of where they're saying, hey, great here, but oh, what about this? Like what's on the horizon for technology, a, a new lesson learned that we might be learning at the end of this year, beginning next, that, that we need to be rolling out. Because us as workers in this new hybrid world, we're new to this. So we're going to find the things that work and don't work, and we're going to have ideas, and it's going to move quickly. So how are you evaluating? What do you see next on the horizon? So 100%. The, your wherever workspace is evolving. We're, we're going to refresh it at the beginning of the year because there's a couple things that are really on the horizon. And I love that you asked me this because this is going to make me look like I'm smart and I can predict things. But there's really two things. So collaboration 2.0 is, is the first thing. So better collaboration tools. And again, I mentioned it before, your best digital self. But things like like technologies that Intel is building into their core, like when you look into the camera, you know, it'll focus on you. When you look away from the camera, it'll make it look like you're focused on the camera. Like really cool digital type things to make that collaboration experience better. That's the first thing. The second thing, and I think this is going to be the biggest one, is connectivity. You know, Rhett mentioned Wi-Fi 6, which is wonderful. Wi-Fi 6, you know, a number of different devices running with, with high bandwidth. That's great. But as, the, as 5G gets implemented more and more, 5G is going to become a backup for Wi-Fi 6. The thing about Wi-Fi is that sometimes it goes down. And then what do you do? You have to log into a jet card or you're just not productive. But these machines will have 5G built in. So 5G will actually be a connectivity backup. And given its ultra wideband and its, you know, the scope, you can use some, you can do applications very quickly with 5G. I'm telling you, that's going to be the next driver. So when customers look to upgrade devices, whichever they are for whatever they're using the technology for, you can bet that 5G will be built in and that'll be a driver for refreshing. Rhett, what's the future? What are we looking towards? What's coming? Yeah, you'll see 5G uh, definitely coming in the, in, in the PCs and, and he's right, um, you know, as the 5G coverage um, expands across across the world. Um, you know, some of the other things in, in Wi-Fi, you know, we, we mentioned 6 extended, there's actually Wi-Fi 7 um, that's in the works that'll, you know, roll out here in the next few years. And that'll be, you know, very, very um, broad and very fast, but it'll also help connect um, your working personas with things um, 
like uh, different devices and also uh, things like autonomous vehicles. You know, how do we uh, handle computing um, when you're in a car where you may not be driving the car and uh, still wanting to be productive, uh, you know, with your with your PC or your computing device. So there's definitely some you know, different uh, form factors, etc. Um, we're definitely pulling a lot of things from, you know, some of the gaming um, technology. So, um, you know, I think Tim mentioned audio and video, and the audio and video quality is going to get better, as he mentioned, you know, bi-directional, using a lot of the the um, the tricks and the power of having, um, you know, some, some graphics, um, advanced graphics processing, so you can really um, have a much clearer, uh, experience for um, collaboration that's definitely a lot of the future stuff you're you're gonna see there and it you know to be able to do that scene we'll see across many devices it takes it takes a lot of work and a lot of teaming and it's really good when you have these personas defined to have a kind of a landing spot for that as we look into 2023 and 2024 landing spot like the word so folks i'm gonna send you to a landing spot it is connection.com forward slash your wherever workspace and you can learn more about these personas and the bundles and the technology available to all of you of course if you're already part of the connection family you have an account management team in place they'd love to hear from you so reach out to them and you can uh, continue the conversation there really appreciate rhett and tim joining on here folks as far as our tech experience solutions podcast go you know i always like you to like them to share them and if you haven't yet click that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay in touch with us and continue to stay up to speed on some of the latest trends going on in the tech space that's what we cover here appreciate you all joining us with that we are going to wrap things up james hilliard on behalf of the entire team be well and we do look forward to talking to you all down the road